0: Uh <laughs> Program, I don't
1: know what <laughs> uh, he's a, he said. Take his, you know. I, I, I don't know. Good evening, everyone. I'd like to welcome you to Kay's Chapel Fall Revival. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. We're going to start out with a hymn, uh, Revive Us Again. We're going to be led by Brother Thickpen. He's going to come up, and he will be followed by our deacons. Thank you. be good there, there it is right there I think the response to reading would just put a lot in us I'm going to ask if you would let's stand and do the response followed by the hymn for the evening and may we all read together renew them again unto let's say that again like we really 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 mean it amen amen let's sing together revive us again sing we praise we praise Say that again. Hallelujah. Now,
2: good evening again, Kay. Our scripture for this evening for our devotion period will come from the book of philippians we'll be reading for chapter 4 begin reading at verse 4 through 9 and then we'll skip down to verse 13 and it reads as follows rejoice in the lord always and again i say rejoice let your moderation be known unto all men the lord is at hand be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good rapport, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace shall be with you. Verse 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading, hearers, and especially
1: the doers of his word. Good evening. May we pray. Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. If thou wilt draw thyself from me, oh, whence shall I go? the Father, we come this evening. We come in the name of Jesus. We come, oh, Lord, thanking you, first of all, for a revival. Amen. Oh, Father, we pray now that you will touch those who are lost. We pray, oh, God, that you will find those that are saved, that they might save and search their hearts. We pray, oh, God, for the sick and the shed in. Have mercy upon those who are reed. Oh, Father, we need a revival. We know you said in your word that you're the way, the truth, and the light. Oh Father, we ask You to bless each and every one that are here individually and collectively. We just thank You for Your goodness, and Your grace, and Your mercy. We pray, Oh God, that You will touch the man who's gonna be in John's shoes tonight, Oh, we pray for our pastor tonight and all of our church family and every church door that stand over in Your holy and Your righteous name. Oh Father, we need You and we can't do without You. Oh Father, You watched over us all last night. We had a dry place to lay our head. We knew where our home was, yeah. but we pray, O oh God, for those on the East Coast, O oh Father. Yeah. O oh Father, we can say in our words, Lord, it could have been me, yeah. but you saw what your grace and mercy has passed another day that we might be on dry land. Yeah. Oh Father, we lift you up and we magnify your name because your name is above all names. Yeah. Oh Father, you said that you are the way, the truth, and the light, that no man should come into you but by the Father. We lift you up tonight. O oh Father, when we'll go the last mile yeah. of the way, well, we can't come this way no more oh father no matter how pretty we are how tall we stand father we got to go in somewhere when we come to end our journey when you come and tell us to come on in my good and faithful brother and sister you have been a ruler of a few things my brother and sister here i'll make you ruler many. oh come on in and be at rest you're tired lay your head upon my breast well, we ask this in all others in Jesus' name we pray. And amen and amen. And you may be seated. This time now we will hear wonderful singing from this choir that you see in front of you. So we ask that you pray for them and just listen to the words. And I know that you'll feel better. choir, I want you come.
3: We come to thank him. We come to thank him. And we come to thank him. Oh, we come to thank him. We come to thank the Lord. Yeah, we come to thank him. We come to thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we come to thank you, thank you, thank you. We come to thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. We come to thank you. How I many of you come to thank? You. Hallelujah! Yeah, hallelujah! Holy, hallelujah! Oh, we come to thank you. Yeah, we come to thank you. Did you, did you, did you come to thank you? Did you did you did you come to thank him? Oh, we come to thank him. We come to praise him. We come to praise him. We come to praise him. Did you did you did you come to praise him? ( integers) Hallelujah!
4: Hallelujah! Hallelujah.
3: Hallelujah. Thinking. We, come to we, come to we came to praise him We came to praise him We came to praise Did you did you come to, praising? Come to praise him Did you come to praise him We came to praise, come to come to praise somebody come and help me bless. Yeah. Come to bless him? Did you come to praise him? Hallelujah! 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 We come to bless him. We came to bless him. Did you? Did you? Did you come to bless him? Did you? Did you? Did you bless him? We came to bless him. We came the we to bless Him. We we came we to bless Him. We we came we to bless Him. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Alleluia. 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 Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Alleluia. Hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Yeah, We can bless him Yeah
5: Well, somebody bless the name of the Lord in this house If you come to praise his name, come on and give him a great big praise If you know he's worthy to be praised tonight Why don't you stand to your feet and tell the Lord Thank you For another day's journey
4: Thank you
5: hallelujah we've come to the house of prayer one more time to give him praise and glory this is the day that the Lord has made we're rejoicing and we're glad in it amen 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 Amen. tell your neighbor I'm at revival I'm at revival I'm at revival I don't know if you know where we are I'm at revival I'm at revival and we're gonna worship him tonight amen Amen. Bless the name of the Lord. It's good to see each of you, my father's children. This is night one of our three night fall revival. We thank God for your prayers and for your presence. And thank God for this choir already setting our hearts on fire. Amen. 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 We started out with revivals again. Y'all sound like y'all already been revived. Amen. they singing like they come with the fire. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless his, bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Listen, we're gonna continue in the worship experience this time that we give now in our in our worship. We give, we worship through our giving. And listen, let me let me let you get on a little secret. Let me let you in on a little secret. We we didn't set any amount. Y'all didn't hear me. I'm gonna say it again. We didn't set any amount for you to give. We just want you bless his name, bless his name. And while you get your gift ready. While you get your offering ready, this choir is going to come back. Amen. Y'all got something left, don't you? Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. The ushers are coming now. We ask that you prepare your offering as you give now, as God has so blessed you to give. Won't you give this? these voices a hand? Give the voices a hand. God bless you.
1: Father God, we come to Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all things. We thank you, Lord, for this offering of Heavenly Father. We pray your blessing upon it, your Lord, that you would multiply to be used for the advancement of your kingdom. We pray your blessing upon each person who gave. In your son Jesus' name. We ask it and pray. Amen.
5: Amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Listen, we're making our way quickly to the preached word. But before we get there, let me just take a moment and remind you that uh, we are in the election season. And I do want to let you know uh, that there is the opportunity for many of you who are looking uh, to do your civic duty by the way of volunteering. uh, There is the opportunity for you to volunteer. Uh, at the NAACP or One Voice Office on Lynch Street on Election Day, Uh, they are going to be uh, uh, having persons to answer phones if there are any irregularities during the voting process uh, for people to call and troubleshoot. And so if you're interested in being one of those uh, phone answerers or volunteers, uh, I believe there are some individuals in the audience who have these sheets available. Uh, Reverend Harrington, you've identified those individuals. God bless you. If you will just raise your hand or stand up or something, amen. God bless you. If you will see those individuals, uh, they will get those out to you if you're interested in being a volunteer on Election Day. Amen? Amen. Let's make sure we get the vote out. Let's make sure our votes count. Amen? Amen. Amen. We don't want to look up and then be talking about, well, they stole it. No, ain't nobody stole nothing. Amen. We have the opportunity to vote, and we have the opportunity to also make sure that each vote counts. And so if you are able uh, to do your part, we ask that you do that and volunteer at the One Voice office, which is also the NAACP office on Lynch Street. That is on Election Day. Amen? Amen. Amen. That, if you will pass those, uh, those forms out to you, filled out, if you will pass those forms back in to the individuals who have identified themselves tonight before you leave, so that they, those individuals will contact you uh, and give you all needed information. Amen? Amen? God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Well, it's preaching time, y'all. Somebody ought to bless the Lord in this house. It's preaching time. And, and, and let me be clear, we have a preacher in the house. Amen. We have a preacher in the house. I met uh, Reverend Lewis a few years ago. Um, he and I both were a little younger than we are now. Amen. I had a little more hair. Amen. Amen. But it seems, though, that Reverend Lewis hadn't aged much. I, I don't know what it is. It, maybe it's that Delta water. I don't know what it is. He, he's got something that's keeping him looking young. He is young. Amen. And, but the thing that I love about this preacher, he's a young man, but he has an old spirit amen he has an old preacher's heart and we're thankful that the lord united us and brought us into each other's lives i'm thankful to call him a friend and i'm thankful that he has consented uh, to kick our revival services off this week Uh, he is our preacher for tonight i want you to welcome him and give him a great big k chapel welcome the pastor of the nazareth lee baptist church pastor edgar lewis come on k chapel let's welcome him tonight
0: And when you pray with me, God, our Father, we thank you afresh now for your love and your grace and your mercy, your Son, our Savior, and for the outpouring of your Spirit. God, I ask now that you would stand with me and give strength and added strength that can come from thee and thee alone. And oh God, we have sent up our praise and our prayers, but now is preaching time. I thank you for entrusting me with this moment, giving my life a purpose and calling me by your grace and giving me this privilege of preaching. I trust that you would give me the words as you have breathed afresh upon them to give to these people for your commandment is life everlasting. We thank you for visiting us. Now we ask again to revive us through your word. And that strong and saving name Of Jesus the Christ. Thank God. And amen. If you love the Lord, come on, show some signs. Amen. 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 To God be the glory for all that he has done. I wish I were as tall as your pastor. Amen. I could have used the extended lapel. Uh, But I give again foremost honor to God. This is an astounding privilege, an honor to be here with the UK Chapel. And it's not because of anything that I'd done when Reverend Buckley, Pastor Buckley, called me uh, and I began to pray for this moment and I asked God uh, what was it that I had done uh, uh, to... Uh, just somehow harvest such a or gain such a privilege and it is because that he consented to call me friend. Amen. So I thank God for him and I believe that he has prayed and sought God in this hour of revival with you as your leader and your pastor and let me see this and it might sound striking but I'll give you some quick explanation. He as far as I am concerned and if anyone asks He's a perfect preacher and a perfect person. Now, that's striking, but in the original Greek vernacular, that word perfect translates to mean complete. He's a man who I have found who is complete in his obedience to God, and, and he honors his family, he honors his church, and he's one who does not error in his preaching. And I thank God for him. And I thank God for his family, his wife. See, I saw her somewhere a minute ago. Hey, Doc, how you doing? Good to see you. Amen, amen. Every now and again, uh, uh, and he's around, or when he's not around, uh, uh, she she loves on me. Amen, amen, amen. In the right way. (laughs) Amen. Amen, 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 amen. She shows sisterly, brotherly love. To this little preacher, and I thank God for her for always being so kind to me, and uh, to Daddy Buckler, who's not here tonight, but we thank God for him for that legendary, visionary pioneer. We honor him tonight, and and Mrs. Buckler. We thank God for this wonderful family into UK Chapel. Show your pastors the love. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I think good pastors ought to be celebrated. Amen. Good pastors ought to be celebrated. So you guys have sent up joyful praise and I thank God for this choir and I want to thank God for the Nazareth Lee Missionary Baptist Church. Matter of fact, this is uh, somewhat memorial tonight uh, and not in terms of death or demise, but I believe when I first got called to Nazareth uh, sometime after that, which was very shortly after that Sunday, July 13th, we were here preaching in your fall revival. And they came out in great numbers to support. Now, y'all know how we respond to the weather. Amen. I couldn't get all of them to come tonight. But I told them that if they would come and support me tonight, I'd let them have tomorrow night off. Amen. Amen. You know, you got to bargain with us. You got to bargain with us. So I saw some members here. Y'all, please stand. Uh, Sir the Williams family, Sister, Sister Bobby Smith, thank you. Reverend Alpha Barnes. Amen. Son of Reverend A.L. Barnes, founder of Mount Sinai Mission Baptist Church. I thank them. And I saw some preachers who are here who are friends. I see Reverend Rico Vance in the back. I saw Reverend McCullum, Reverend Lunch. Oh, I thank them so much. And uh, Nazareth, thank you again for your love and your support. All right. I don't want to make you glad twice. Uh, and to all of these preachers who share the platform with us tonight, so many familiar faces. Good to see you, brother. God bless you, Reverend Redmond and his wife. Uh, First Peter, First Peter chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2, I would implore you when you have retired for rest and relaxation that you read this chapter in its entirety for uh, entire context but for the sake of supporting my subject tonight. I'm going to begin reading at verse 19 and as quickly as I possibly can to verse 24. I don't come with any, uh, nothing new, no game plans, no 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 gadgets, no gimmicks or tricks. Uh, I just come to preach Jesus. Amen. I come to preach Jesus. Amen. Those that you have found it have signified by standing. You'll find these words recorded. My thoughts are anchored in the amplified version, but I'm going to read commonly and respectfully from the King's James Version, and you'll find it reading as such. For this is thankworthy, if a man conscious toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it if, when you be buffeted for your faults, you shall take it patiently? But if, when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently? This is acceptable with God. For even hereunto you were you called, because Christ also suffered for us. This is our key verse tonight, leaving us an example that you should follow in his steps. Who did no sin, speaking of Christ, neither was guile found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, another key verse, he threatened not. But committed himself to him that judges righteously who is God. And finally, who his own self bear our sins and his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whom stripes you are healed. Look to a neighbor left or right and smile and say to them, neighbor, our subject tonight is is the the psychology of suffering. You may be seated. The psychology of suffering, Brother Selma Jackson. Thank you for your support. My co-workers are here from Catholic Charities. Thank you for your support on tonight. Say that after me again: the psychology of suffering, silence, and inaction will never articulate how you feel. Usher's, thank you. God bless you. Silence in action will never articulate how you feel. You have heard that silence is a response. And I would offer or render that to be true in context. But I argue tonight that silence and inaction will never completely articulate how you feel. God never finds favor, as I have read for you in the text, in someone being punished for their, or rather there is no favor, in one being punished for their wrongdoing. That's typical. We're punished for the wrong that we do. But the scripture has made clear that when we suffer for the wrong that is perceived by others, when we think we're doing and know we're doing what's right, it is undeserved for doing that which we believe that we know is right. And if we suffer for doing what we know is right, then we have God's favor. It's in the text. In other words, Jesus Christ, who's one of our watch characters tonight, suffered for no wrong, did no sin. Allow me to submit to you another example tonight that I will use as a subject, a young man by the name of Colin Kaepernick, who's a supporting character tonight who has been ostracized and criticized and critically judged for what in his opinion and in my opinion and in the views of the opinions of many Americans have done no wrong. There is no pleasure in being punished for wrongdoing. That's typical. But as strange as it may sound, And as it may seem, God gives favor to those who go punished for doing what is right. And I'm here to tell you tonight that you and I have been called for the same purpose. Let's be clear. Jesus did not have to give his life as a ransom for the entire world. You've read it in the text with me. Dying on a tree. Didn't stay dead, raised, having been bruised for our sins. My other subject tonight, Colin Kaepernick, did not have to take a controversial but courageous stand. In the posture of kneeling or taking a knee at a football game. And why he did it? To further raise awareness of police brutality which is his chosen advocacy, and in general, protesting the many injustices and conflicting ideas of America. And here it is. Whether it's you or me, did you not know that we don't have to do anything to make a difference? Did you not know that you don't have to have your minds made up? Your conscience does not have to be clear. You don't have to ascribe to scary means and insecure motives to advocate for anything or anybody you care about. You don't have to do nothing. But there are some of us, Pastor Buckley, who when the opportunity presents itself, I'm going somewhere. When the opportunity presents itself, there are those of us who will stand up. There are those who will speak up. There are those who will speak out and do what they can and do the best that they can so that they can get the right amount of attention. They will stand up, they will speak up, they will stand out so that they can effectuate change in their community and in their society. They will do what they can do to try to help other people and simply make a difference and a positive impact in somebody else's life. If you do, you won't be the first. We got a predecessor. And Jesus did for us what we could not do for ourselves. Colin Kaepernick, my second subject tonight, he will not be the last. Jesus took a stand. He took a stand. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. took a stand. And if you would be honest about Jesus, Jesus was radical. Jesus was controversial. Jesus was contentious. Jesus challenged religion. He challenged government. He challenged power. Simple as that. He challenged the way people treat other people. He challenged what devout people believed about God, his father. He challenged what disbelieving Jews believed about the holy word and how they translated the word. The the argument is tonight, the challenge is tonight, do not be afraid to challenge wrong. Do not be afraid to stand up and speak out against what is right. Do not be afraid tonight to be the measure. Do not be afraid to be the standard. And if you cannot be the standard, at least you should aim to be a replica of the standard. In other words, don't be afraid to take action. Because silence and inaction will never articulate how you really feel. Our writer tonight, Peter is... Describing as it relates to my subject and commentary to be bold to execute whatever he know to be his duty. He's a writer of our letter tonight. He was one of the first, as you know, to be called by Christ to be a follower of one of the twelve disciples. He was a part of the in-group, the in-crowd that Jesus had, which was only three of the twelve whom he called: Peter, James, and John. He would invite them and share special occasions with them and events like the transfiguration on the mountain. But now Peter wasn't superior to the group. Peter just knew how to get attention. I'm going somewhere. Peter was never meant to be how some religions or what they revere him to be. But Peter knew how to harvest special attention. Can I tell you about Peter? Peter was a defender. Peter was a fighter. On the right occasion, Peter would cuss you out. He knew how to get attention. He would erroneously speak out of turn. And you remember his external disposition in scripture, how he would say things but wouldn't follow through. Lord, I'll fight for you. Lord, I'll stand up for you. I'm ready to go to jail for you. I'm ready to go to death with you. But when they asked him, are you in the company of this man? And Peter had colorful adjectives and choice words to describe or to rather even show his external disposition of how some people, they talk a whole lot of talk. They talk about what they will do and what we should do and what we ought to do and what we got to do to be better as a people but they never stand up or speak up to do anything. Peter knew how to make exaggerated outward show. And some of us are like Peter. Loud mouth. Avid talkers, pose a lot of foolish questions, never have an answer or a solution, liars, pretentious. We want to be this, we want to be that, but we've got two examples tonight who knew how not just to talk the talk, but they knew, come on, help me, how to walk the walk. Jesus and brother Colin Kaepernick, one is God and man. The other is just a man, but by their courageous actions in, re- in their respective times and places in history, they knew how to warrant and how to get attention. Now, as historical context would have it tonight, Peter wanted brother preacher to get the attention of these Jews newly converted Jews and he writes to them about Christian doctrine he's writing to them to teach them about Jesus Christ and all the important things about Christianity he writes to them explaining how they can confute the enemy He writes to them to tell them how they can confute naysayers. What are naysayers? Those who have a negative and a pessimistic view about Christianity. the people, Peter said, I need to tell you how to handle yourself. Because during that day in time and in contemporary times, the good news was getting people run out of town. The gospel was getting people murdered. The gospel was getting people like Peter and Paul locked up in jail back then it was dangerous to confess christ christianity reverend buckler if i'm right christianity was a negative term i read somewhere recently where god does not want actors and that's good but back in those days it was scary to walk around acting like christ so with that in mind you remember the cliche actions speak loudest. help me preach than words. Peter wanted to warn them. That was his principal intention for writing to them. Listen to me. To prepare them from suffering. Now that's confusing. You know why that's confusing? Because nobody prepares for suffering. You've heard the news how there's hurricane in the land. In Florida recently touched Midland and Mississippi, and you heard about how people were so so in love with the possessions that they love most and the places that they love most that they said, oh, we'll ride it out. Some people, you cannot warn that there's going to be trouble. So what happens tonight is, my brothers and sisters, Peter used uh, or rather wants us to understand what I want to alliterate and call that there will be. And that is disruptive possibilities. In other words, while you're on your journey, while you're on your job, and as it concerns justice, you need to know everything will not go your way everything will not even go the way that you expected the way you intended the way that you wanted to tell your neighbor there will be disruptive possibilities and i'm here to tell you that some are guaranteed but you got multiple personality types i was talking with your pastor in a study a minute ago a little bit about uh psychology and a little bit about clinical counseling, he's very fascinated with that. And Pastor, I want to share something tonight that, we, that I learned in clinical counseling. You've got many different personality types. When you try to warn people that perhaps there's trouble up ahead the road, you have those who are called free willers. Say free willers. Free willers are those who just roll with things. They, they live by their wit. They take moment for moment. You got free willers, but then you have the blind optimist. Say blind optimist. You got those who are happy-go-lucky. They're so busy smelling the flowers. They cannot imagine the storm that's coming around the corner. Everything with those are just fine until it's not. But then you have what's called a daughter of faulty logic. And then those who understand that things in life have a cause and an effect. That may, They understand that just because the hurricane passed this time, Doesn't mean that it won't pass the next time or that it will. Then finally you have what is called the Eagle Scout. Now the Eagle Scout is your preparedness hero. They don't make excuses. They don't live in fear. They're always ready to take the right stand. They're always ready, listening to the warning. They're listening to the signs that are worn out from flashing. But they know how to react effectively in an emergency situation. In other words, Peter would say to each of these who would fit the personality type, don't say you haven't been warned. So not only is there disruptive possibilities, I know you love the Lord. I know you sing in the choir. I know you regularly routinely go to church every Sunday morning. But in your journey, there's going to be some trouble. In your journey, some people are going to desert you and abort you and abandon you. But not only are there disruptive possibilities, but then there are invisible prepositions. Let the church say invisible prepositions. Now you recall from grade school that a preposition can be regarded as a locator not only of place but also of time. Peter wanted them to know again it goes like this when you become a believer you see some of us think that when we get saved come on y'all have heard it that you're not going to have any trouble whatsoever oh God is walking by your side you enjoying your sweet soul joined with the Savior can't nobody touch you can't nothing bother you you invincible every day is going to be good you're going to always walk around with your head up and never have your head hung down tell your neighbor that ain't the truth The invisible preposition is there. When you get saved, when you become a believer, when you become a Christian, some things will happen to you. Peter was trying to tell them some things might happen to you that will tempt you to apostatize. And when you apostatize, you desert from your faith in Jesus Christ. In other words, he was trying to tell them you're going to have to suffer. But can I tell you a few things that he shared with them, and I'm out of here. He tells them, and and it starts in verse 1, he lets them know we've got some basic responsibilities. The first thing he said, I want to tell y'all something as Christians about how to treat one another. He said, listen, stop being so mean. It's in verse 1. Read it for yourself. Malice. This hostile impulse that you have between each other. He says, stop being mean. Then he goes on to say, stop being so cunning. Stop being so crafty and conniving. Some people will do anything they can. They will get low down and dirty, get on the devil's level to get whatever they want. He says, stop going around being deceitful so you can get what you want. Then he tells them, stop pretending to be something that you're not. He defines for them in his uh, own language what is hypocrisy. He says, listen, stop going around seeking public approval. You want everybody to put you on a pedestal. You want everybody to think that you're this and you're that. Then he says, listen, stop having an issue with other people's success. It's in the text. Stop gossiping. Stop slandering. Stop talking about other folks that you don't even have all the fat straight. Peter said, when you do these things, you are not identifying with Christ. When you do these things, he said, I need you to know they don't represent Christian character. Then in verse 2, let me take a step by step. I'm almost out of here. Peter tells them, listen, grow in the word. I tell my church, Nazareth Lee, that, that there is a, is a time where in the word you've got to not only grow up, but you've got to glow up. Y'all got it? Not only do you need to grow up so you can fulfill the word of God, but you got to glow up. Now you need to glow up because each Christian ought to live a life that is so illuminative. In other words, it goes like this. Let your light so shine before men that they'll do what? See your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven. He goes on to tell them, you need to desire the sincere milk of Christ. He uses milk as an analogy. Why does he use milk as an analogy? Because Peter was trying to tell them, I want you to be free from spiritual disease. Milk is a white liquid nutrient rich food produced as a primary sort of nutrient for infant humans who are being breastfed before they're able to digest other types of food. Do you know why milk is so important? Because milk has colostrum in it, and colostrum is in the mother's uh, breast and it carries her antibodies. And when she feeds her young, her antibodies, she helps the young reduce the risk of disease. Now you see why he used milk as an analogy? Peter said, if you walk in the word, if you are gripped by grace, if you love one another, you will be free from spiritual disease. So speaking of consumption, he goes on in verse 3 to say to them, even if you have already tasted the grace and the kindness of the Lord Jesus Christ, they asked in that old song, would you not walk with the Lord? In the light of his word word, and have peace and contentment always. Listen, let me tell you something tonight. You may not have all the money in the world. Every day may not be a bed or a basket of roses. You may not have all the friends in the world. You may not have everybody that likes you. But you need peace and contentment. So speaking of likeness, I'm taking a step by step. In verse 4, he goes on to say, listen, Christ was not liked by many men. So why are you seeking approval from so many people? He says in verse 4, he was disallowed indeed, but he was chosen by God, and he was precious. When you tell your neighbor, you got to know who you are. Listen, let me reiterate, people may not like it, Even in church, people may not like it At your respective workplace, they may not like you, but let them in on a little secret. I'm not here for you. all of your family may not like you but guess what truth be told i'm not here for y'all either god put me on this earth for a purpose he made me for his glory i was handpicked by him and if he thinks i'm precious i don't care what you think you might have reason to doubt me because i'm not all you think i should be or all you want me to be but you can't throw me away and you know y'all will throw the pastor away in a minute But you can't throw me away because the Bible says, and it's right here in the text, I am a companion in suffering with Jesus Christ. And I know that because he suffered, I will have to suffer. But at the end of the day, I realize he called me. He chose me. And that he is precious. Do we compare to Christ? Peter says you are lively stones. Verse 5, you're holy. He said, you can abstain from the lust of the world. You don't want to. Yeah. And I just told you, life cannot be all about the pleasures you love most. Not even the people you love most. First John chapter 2, verses 15 and 16 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. All that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. And that's not of the Father, but it's of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says, You are holy people. Your spiritual sacrifices, parallel to a living sacrifice. Peter makes his parallel. You are lively stones. You are spiritual sacrifices. But there's another parallel tonight. And I've tried to use these two as subjects. If I made human sacrifices, that is what both Jesus and Colin Kaepernick had done. They gave themselves as human sacrifices. One gave his body. The other gave his blood. One gave up celebrity, the other gave up a privileged livelihood and a whole lot of money. But what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? With an ad campaign and a slogan and a mantra, "Just do it," uh-huh. a spiritual statement that, bere- that, that, be- that reads, "Believe in something, even it means sacrifice, even if it means sacrificing everything." Colin Kaepernick got it all back. Uh-huh. He lost a career. Jesus gave up his life for three days. But after the third day, he got it all back. We understand psychologically and scientifically that suffering results from mental and emotional responses to pain. Colin was hurt by the pain of injustice. Jesus felt that because of, he felt pain because of people not believing in him. People turned away from him. They would even go into his father's house and make it a day in a fees. And this grieved him. But here's the psychology of suffering. People think that they are hurting you when they're hurting you. But what they don't understand, they're really blessing you. Are y'all listening to me? I gotta let you go. People think that what they are doing to you is gonna devastate them. But when it's really gonna bring them a whole lot of discomfort. I read an article, Reverend Butler. Reverend Buckley, speculated that this campaign of Kaepernick and and Nike will lead to a drop in their sales. But y'all been reading the news. The data didn't support the theory. A report said that the company's sale rose 31% a few Sundays ago. After all of the hoopla, well, did you not know that Jesus, as we preach, rose early one Sunday morning? What happened to Kalanick after the fame and the suffering was better and he got an increase. There was speculation as I leave you that Jesus couldn't come back from the dead. But leading evidence didn't support the theory. The raising of the woman's son in name wasn't enough in Luke chapter 7. Raising Lazarus from his sleep in John chapter 11 wasn't enough for them to believe. Raising Jairus' daughter from the dead in Mark chapter 5. that wasn't enough dead evidence. Still they didn't believe. They had all of that data. But they still didn't believe. But they found evidence when they had gone down to the sepulchre. Y'all listening to me? And found that the stone was rolled away and many believed. So what I believe is reverberated in the text. We may have to suffer, but we're precious. Jesus had to suffer. But in verse 6, Peter says he's precious. Do I have a witness? He said that Jesus is the stone the builders disallowed. And some are still obedient to the head of the corner. But Peter said, Jesus is the foundation. Jesus declared the same thing to the Jews in Matthew chapter 21. I am the head of the corner. But on the contrary, Peter said, y'all be careful. Because Jesus can be precious. And this Christian journey can be precious. But at the same time, if you don't serve him right, then same Jesus can be a stumbling block. It's in the text. That same Jesus who's precious. That same Jesus who has power. He can be a rock of offense. In other words many stumble at the word and they won't obey God in the victory no more than they do in their suffering. I'm here to tell you that I don't want to go all the days of my life consciously stumbling over the word of God. I don't want to go the rest of my life Consciously stumbling and staggering around as if mama and grandmama didn't raise me in church. I don't want to go the rest of my life. Consciously living like a fool as if I don't know that God is real. Is there anybody here tonight that know God is real? I don't want America to go and live out the years of his existence, stumbling over the Constitution. Have I got a witness? I don't want Mississippi to keep walking around stumbling over the poor, stumbling over the disenfranchised. Have I got a witness here? I feel like Dr. King tonight. We've come a long way. But we got some difficult days ahead. And I'm here to tell you, we're not there yet. Hunt your neighbor and say, we're not there yet. I believe in the words of Amos, the fifth chapter. And the twenty-first verse that says, let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. But we're not there yet. How do you know that we're not there yet? because every time I turn on the TV and I see your president opening his big mouth, I know we're not there yet. Have I got a witness? Every time I turn on the news and I see a black man has killed another black man for senseless reasons, I know we're not there yet. Every time I turn on the news, And I still see that Mississippi is number three for AIDS and HIV. I know that we're not there yet. But how many here know that Jesus is walking with us? How many here know you got Jesus and he's on your side? Tell your neighbor he won't ever leave. He won't never leave you alone. Encourage your neighbor and say we will. We'll get there one day Because we got Jesus on our side Encourage your neighbor so you can make it Tell them everything will be alright Go on and suffer Go on and let them talk about you Go on and let them criticize you Go on and let them scandalize your name Go on and let them fire you Because you only suffer for a little while But after a while i said after a while jesus will show up jesus will show out after a while how many know you need jesus if you can't say a word just wave your hand somebody been waiting you've been in a midnight for a mighty long time you've been praying You've been patient. You've been calling on Jesus. But I'm here to tell you what Grandmama said. That every now and again, he may not come when you want him to come. But he's always on time. I heard her say, that if he don't come by tomorrow, if he don't come by next week, if he don't come by next month, if it don't come by next year, I'll go in the after while mode. Tell somebody you will be all right. Y'all playing with me. I said, tell somebody you will be all right. After a while. Let me see you stand on your feet. If you're going to wait on Jesus, if you're going to keep your hand in God's hand, no matter what happens to you, no matter what they say about you, Put your arms around somebody. Pull them in real close. Say neighbor. Y'all not helping me. Put your arms around somebody. And say neighbor. Go on and suffer. But it'll be alright. Say it'll be alright. Say it'll be alright. You know how I know it's gonna be alright. Because he died one Friday. But hey, Somebody see earlier early, early. One Sunday morning, somebody raised your hand and said he got up. With all power in his hand, do you believe he got up? See it, yeah. see it. Yeah. You believe he's real, see it. Yeah. You believe he's by your side, see it. Yeah. You believe he got your back, see it, yeah. see it. Yeah. Say ach. Say. Your won't he do it? I said, won't he do it? I've been lied on. I've been talked about. I've been mistreated. But he'll be right there. Keep going. Tell your neighbor, keep going. It gets hard, but don't stop. He'll be right there. Then he come through when you needed him to oh you i feel good y'all i said did he come through when you needed him to let me see you wave your hand and let me hear you one more time see it yeah. i wish i had a voice tonight somebody see it yeah. somebody see yes yeah.
5: bless the Lord, bless the Lord in this house come on, bless the Lord in this house psychology of suffering yeah suffering all of us have been called to suffer there are some crosses you're going to have to bear There are some cups from which you're going to have to drink. And there are some thorns that are going to stick you and will not be removed. But the good news, the Bible says, but after you've suffered a while, I wish I had some Bible readers in here another psalmist just said it like this weeping may endure for a night but joy joy is coming in the morning tell your neighbor "Hold hold on to the morning hold on to the morning hold on to the morning God bless you. God bless you and God keep you hold on and hold out. Cuz the sun is going to shine. You might have to suffer a while, but hold on and hold out. Sun is going to shine. Listen, we're going to open the doors of the church if you're here tonight. You've wondered what all this suffering is about. Why you're going through this and why you're dealing with that and you don't understand why life is unfolding the way that it is. In fact, perhaps you've you've argued and fought with God. Somebody told him, I don't deserve this. I want to encourage you tonight to lean into the Lord. Lean into his sovereign will and at this moment lean into knowing him it's it's coming to the place where you're saying lord i don't know the answers and guess what i don't have to have the answers because i'm just going to trust that you are god if you're here tonight and you're ready to accept jesus christ as your lord and savior If you're here tonight, you're ready to lean into him and lean on him. The doors of the church are open. You come now. So many nights. So many nights. Yes. I cry. Hallelujah. For better days. For better days. Praise. I pray
4: for
5: Everybody know the sun? The sun is gonna shine if I hold out. If I hold out. <laughs> you might have to suffer a while, but the sun? The sun is gonna shine. If I hold out. Can you just go I on and go to the chorus and say, Weeping May? Weeping
3: May. Yeah,
4: weeping May.
5: Listen, we're going to stay right here and encourage somebody. The sun. The sun is
4: going to
5: shine. Just tell it to yourself first. The sun is going to shine.
4: The sun is
3: going to
5: shine. Just minister that to yourself. Encourage yourself. The sun.
4: The sun is going
5: to shine. I don't know when, but I just believe the sun.
4: The sun is
5: going to Now go on and encourage your neighbor. Tell them the sun is going to shine.
4: The sun is going to shine. <laughs>
5: Hang on in there, the sun.
4: The
3: sun is gonna shine. Don't give up, the sun is gonna shine. The sun is gonna shine. Don't give in, the sun is gonna shine. The sun, is gonna yeah. the sun, the sun is gonna shine. the sun is gonna shine. I just believe, I just believe. The sun the sun We've been maying in for a night, but The sun is gonna shine Come on, come on, sing it
5: If you're gonna hold out, come on and put those hands together and bless the Lord. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Bless the Lord! Bless the Lord! Bless the Lord! Hang on in there, y'all. Hang in there! Hang in there! Hang in there! Can we bless the man of God tonight? Bless the man of God tonight! Bless you. Thank you for encouraging us. We might have to go through some things, but we serve a God, a God who said, I'll restore what's been taken, whatever the caterpillar stole, whatever the canker worm ate, whatever the locust took from you. He said, I'm the God, I created all of that, so take nothing that I created, take anything that I can't give back to you he'll restore it he'll give it back god bless you god keep you is our prayer listen we ought to have a good start want to remind you tomorrow night be here again at seven fifteen. we will get started and we have another preacher coming in all the way from fort lauderdale florida the pastor of the new mount olive baptist church in fort lauderdale reverend dr marcus David, he is some kind of preacher. And listen, we're in for a good time on tomorrow. Amen. I want you to be praying for his safe travel. He will get here uh, around noontime. Amen. Noontime tomorrow. So be in prayer for his safe travel. Uh, you know Florida was hit uh, with, with weather. And so he's, he's uh, you know, coming through uh, uh, members who have been affected and, and that area and region that has been affected. So be keep him in your prayers uh, as that travel goes on. Amen. God bless your voices. Thank you, voices, for tonight. Amen. Amen. Thank you, ushers, for tonight. God bless you. Yes, sir. Fellowship choir tomorrow night. Amen. The fellowship. All right, fellowship. Y'all know. Amen. Amen. We are in for a good time tomorrow night. Amen. Not that we didn't have, we had a great one tonight. But the fellowship singing tomorrow. Amen. All right. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All hearts and minds are clear. CDs are available tonight. God bless you. If you'll see the uh, sound booth uh, at the back of the church, CDs are available on tonight. All hearts and minds are clear. We're standing then for the benediction. Reverend Lewis, God bless
4: you.
0: Hold the hand of the person closest to you. God, our Father, thank you again for the privilege of being in this house of prayer. To render worship and praise to your name that is much deserved. All that you've done for us. We ask continually your blessings upon this pastor's family and this church, these people. You know every need, O oh God, and you have an answer that can administer to every need. We thank you for this spiritual revival and ask that you would save souls and revive hearts and minds, and that you would add to this church and that it would continue to flourish in doing the things of the kingdom as Christ commanded us. Oh God, until your name. You being the one that is able to keep us from falling, present us faultless from the presence of your glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be dominion and majesty, power and glory forever and ever in that strong and saving name of Jesus the Christ. We say thank God and amen. God bless you.